Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals you. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Howdy, Rush Nation. This is Fast Action Friday. We are here with another quick shot to the arm, and hopefully we can find a cure for all your fantasy ailments going into many semi-final weeks. I am Rob, and here with me is Pitsy. Congratulations on your progression to the last four of the Steve Rains Bowl, Pitsy. That, you know, the fantastic tournament that has been set up in Steve's honour. It's going to be an exciting week for you in that regard. How are you doing and how has this week gone for you? Yeah, thanks very much. Yeah, pretty pretty stoked to have got to the last four in that. Waller had a lovely game for me last night in that too, so it's set me up hopefully quite well for this weekend. Uh, the rest of the time, I think I've got myself into three semifinals, so yeah, not too bad. How's... How have your uh, teams fared? Um, well, we, we had a bit of a, a chat before the show. I'm, I've been facing Herbert and Jacobs in a few, so not done too well with that one. I do have Waller starting in some like you, so uh, fingers crossed those teams do well and get me through to some finals. Yeah, it's squeaky bum time now with it being uh, semi-final week. So we have usual suspects in the lineup this week to help you through. We're going to go straight into the quick fire injury report based on injuries and training this week. Let's go for it. CMC did not practice again on Thursday and will most likely be another week of Mike Davis. 
Yeah, really tough for CMC owners uh, once again, especially this time of year. Um, Raheem Mostert upgraded to a limited practice on Thursday after not practicing Wednesday. So it looks like he may be in line to play, but I still wouldn't count out Jeff Wilson getting a part of this backfield. Yeah, I need uh, Mostert to step up and help me out in a couple of leagues. So fingers crossed he comes back, but it doesn't look strong, does it? Uh, Zeke, he was limited again this week, but expected to play. To wide receivers, uh, very briefly, we've got DJ Moore. He has been activated off the COVID list now, so he's free from any injury designations as well. So it looks like he is on course to play this week without any issues, which could be the first time in a while. That's good news. Uh, Julio has missed yet another practice on Thursday, so another one to watch going in. Keep an eye on that one. Ronald Jones has been added to the COVID list as well as recovering from his finger surgery. I would expect other running backs in this game, especially arrested Leonard Fournette, who was a healthy scratch last week. It's likely that they kept him fresh and injury-free because the books will have known about Jones's surgery, so Fournette could be in with a big game this week. Uh, Michael Thomas uh, held out of practice again on Thursday due to his ankle, so uh, after coming back into the lineup last week and the week before, it's still niggling him. Yeah, very tricky when you you know drafted him in the first round and he's been been unreliable at best in terms of injuries. Bobby Trees, another wide receiver, has been upgraded to a limited participant on Thursday's practice after not training on Wednesday. This could be one to monitor going into the weekend's match against the Jets, particularly with the matchup and how well Jared Goff's been doing. So, um, after all those quick-fire injuries, hopefully that gives you a bit more of situation update on your players and going into this weekend's matches. Remember, there are games on Saturday as well, so make sure you've got your lineup set extra early. Let's head into weak points. And Pitsy, who is top of the pile for QBs this week? All right, so points to QBs. As always, we have got the Falcons that are still top. But big news is that Seahawks have continued to improve and now sit fourth in the table for conceding points. So they've dropped down a little bit, which is good. Uh, And they are behind the Jets and the Jaguars. The Falcons are playing the Bucks this week, a fierce division rivalry, and I would not be surprised if the Falcons' defence struggle against Tom Brady. And with that potent defence behind Tampa Bay, it's likely that the ball will be turned over several times by Matty Iced, uh, Matty Iced is the you like to call him, and Brady will get a shot to do damage more often. Ronald Jones is also, as we just talked about, uh, out this week, so the Bucks will turn to McCoy, Vaughn, Leatherfonette, Fennett could potentially be more effective pass catcher between him and Rojo, so could see the points going to Brady uh, that way as well. So using his tight ends and wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to know if the Seahawks have dropped down because of good defensive play or was it because they faced the Jets last week? We will have to keep an eye on the Seahawks game against the Washington football team, who I believe rank as a top 10 offense since Alex Smith has returned to the team. So this could be another big game for teams facing the Seahawks. On to points for running backs and the Lions are still at the top of the pile. It's been multiple weeks now. They didn't face nearly as much rushing offense as I expected from the Packers last week. Rodgers passed plenty of times for touchdowns before running one in himself. So obviously that put those points don't go to the running backs. They've got the hands full this week. The Lions have got the hands full this week with Derek Henry and the Tennessee Titans. However, the Lions seem to be keeping things competitive since Matt Patricia's departure. So we could see more of the passing offense come into play in order for the Titans to keep things interesting and, and less one-dimensional. In that regard, Henry has a small number of involvement in the pass-catching game, but he does catch, so there is potential upside for him here. The Colts face the second-place team on this list, the Houston Texans. My Find the Gap article from earlier this week highlighted just how many yards the Texans have conceded through inside zones, and Jonathan Taylor is looking like the solid RB1 now, so we could see that game continue to slow down for the Wisconsin man this week too. 
Of course, you can bundle any touchdowns scored by Naheem Hines and Jordan Wilkins in here as well, because it's all about the running back group. Hines has been a sneaky good flex play for his touchdown scoring potential and effective use of the ball. All right. Points to wide receivers now. Seahawks still lead this, but the lead has shrunk to less than four points now. As you said previously, the lead is being cut week after week. With this improvement, the Seahawks are a risky choice. So let's have a look at the Falcons in second. They are playing the books, as we've just said. And we just chatted about how Brady might want to use the passing game more now that with Jones is out. When it comes to the wide receivers, Antonio Brown seems to have become a favourite of Tom Brady and it seems to be at the other wide receivers' expense. So Brown has now seen a stable floor of targets, so he could be one to pay attention to this week. Mm. Points to tight ends. New York Jets have now been at the top of this league for the second week running now. The Seahawks ended up using Wildersley to score a touchdown, so that makes two consecutive weeks where the opposing tight ends have struck pay dirt. This week, they play the LA Rams. And the targets seem to be shared between Higby and Everett. I know that Johnny Munt's getting on the action as well, just not as much. So the action could go either way with those two. It's very difficult to predict who's going to score. So we should have a look at the team in second place, which is the Cleveland Browns. They face the Giants. So anyone with Evan Ingram should take a chance on him if they've got a tough decision to make. He has been up and down with targets. And five of his last seven games have seen eight targets or more. Which, when you're thinking about what Titans need to score to get into the top 10 in the position, you know, that isn't a, a bad floor to have. This could be a perfect opportunity for Engram to get only his second touchdown of the season. Nice. I think uh, Engram's been one of those that's just been up and down all season. Obviously, he's on a, a Giants team that have had an up and down season themselves. So, uh, definitely one to watch. It's good. I like that. Yeah. All right, then, let's get on to the game before the name. So last week, I brought in Brandon Ayuk. The Debo going off injured and massively helped out, uh, but Ayuk still needed to deal with the game and handled the pressure of Debo not being there. Uh, He caught 10 of 16 targets for 119 yards, carried that passing attack, gaining new career highs for targeting, catching and receiving yards. And over the last five games, he's now averaging 99 yards and 7.2 catches per game and goes up against the Cowboys next week, or this week. Uh, Debo won't be back for the last two fantasy weeks, so expect a nice return from Ayuk. So that was a nice little win for me, I think. Yeah, great return, especially as Debo went out in pretty much the first snap of the game for the for the Niners. And like you say, Ayuk had to do a big job. The coverage probably just went to him straight away, and to get that is a great result for you. What a pick. Yeah, no, I like that. Uh, I mean, it hurt me in a lot of places where I had Debo, but I'm starting to really like Ayuk at the moment. It's good. Mm. All right, my new player. Without meaning to, I seem to be drawn to this team. Players turned into the number two for his team due to circumstances with uh, injuries and COVID and all stats throughout the season. His stats don't really tell a great story, although he had a great day in week seven, rushing 17 times for 112 yards, but got three touchdowns with that too. So it was a huge day. Uh, since then, he went back to being a backup and didn't play until week 12 when the number one had been in and out of the lineup. The last three weeks, he's got a lot more of the ball, even with the number one back in the lineup. Uh, this week, they go up against a very weak Rundy, so could have some fun. Plus, the number one back is still injured. Uh, and even if that main guy plays, it'll be a reduced workload for him, which is great news for this player. Yeah, no, when you said you couldn't help being drawn to this player, it did narrow down my ideas quite a bit. And there's there's really only been one player who's scored three touchdowns in a game on the ground and that is Jeff Wilson so when you think about Raheem Mostert yeah he has been in and out in and out up and down round and round 
every which way. And Wilson has just been there uh, to clear up, especially these last few weeks. So is it Jeff Wilson? You are correct, yes. Like I said, I seem to have been drawn to this team. I've come with Debo, Ayuk, and now Jeff Wilson. So there's something about the 49ers that I'm intrigued by. Yeah, they haven't had the best season with injuries. So it's when they, when they get those pieces back, you, you kind of have to select them, don't you? Yeah. You know, they've got they've got some great players. Like you say, just everything just seems to have uh, fallen against them with injuries. So it's not helped this week, at uh, least this, this season. So yeah. Anyway, who who did you have? Who did you have last week? So I had Denzel Mims, and unfortunately he didn't play uh, due to personal reasons. So you know, it's a big fat bagel for me. I think I think if it would have been if he would have been in the team, it might have been a bit more of an even contest. I say even between the Jets and the Seahawks. It, the result was only going to go one way, but at least Mims <laughs> could have tried to keep him in it. So sadly, nothing there. This week should be a little bit different. Um, there have been other players who've been injured on this player's team, but he seems to have been consistently there, which is good. He has seen most targets in his team in the last five games. In that time, he's had two games of 90-plus yards and two touchdowns. Now, this week, he's playing against a team that are ranking in the bottom five for conceding fantasy points against his position. He has found it quite difficult up until week 12, as there have been injuries around him. So the, the coverage has gone to him naturally. Returning players have taken some pressure off him since then. So this could be a good match for him to do that. His catch percentage hasn't been great, most likely because of the coverage. But he has had a steady floor of targets to contend with. He's been on the field consistently, and his lowest snap count so far this year has been 83%. So he's got plenty of games above that, and it is likely his team will be keeping the game competitive. So he could well factor into game plans, no matter what the script is. All right, so his last two games, nine plus yards, two touchdowns. Is he a cult? It's not a cult, no. Uh, you see, I was thinking maybe T.Y. Hilton, because he's just suddenly appeared from nowhere and started to rack up some scores. No, go on then, put me on my misery. So this is Marvin Jones Jr. Oh, nice. So, yeah, in the last in the last five games, he's had the 90-plus yards and two touchdowns. So there's been a bit of up and down. But with TJ Hawkinson coming uh, into the foreground now, there's been a lot of pressure taken away from him. You've got Danny Amendola coming back as well, who's taken quite a few of the, the coverage uh, plays away too. With Kenny Golladay out, he's, he's become like a de facto wide receiver one. And I think this could be a very good week for him. Yeah, especially when you, you factor in Swift as well, becoming their number one guy. And obviously, he's got the, the game to him that, can stop the defense from just thinking it's just going to be passing all the time. So that obviously takes away from from the wide receivers too. So that that's uh, been great for him too. Yeah. One downside is that obviously Matt, Matt Stafford is out, or well, supposedly out for this week, and Chase Daniel comes in. Uh, however, I think that actually could actually be better for Detroit because they they will probably be expecting the opposition will probably be expecting them to pass it short to people like Swift and Hawkinson and might leave Jones a bit wider open. So as long as Daniel's got a bit of guts about him, we could see a, a big game for Jones. Nice. Yep. I like that, Rob. All right, and let's finish off with your Friday fade. Who did you have last week? Oh, I had Miles Sanders last week. Um, <laughs> yes, you did. And this is decidedly not a good fade. So Sanders booked not only his own trend this week, but put a stop to a long-standing record for the Saints' defence, which had kept out a 100-yard rusher for a lot of games, smashed the streak. So not only did Sanders do that, but so did new quarterback Jalen Hurts as well. So that's two players in that time that have gone over 100 yards. The only real difference here is that most of Sanders' yards came from his first touchdown score, which went for over 70 yards, I believe. Uh, Hurts built up his yards steadily over time. Uh, so it's all well and good 
saying that without the run, Sanders would have been nowhere near his point score, but he got it. And sure, it was against a lot of experts' advice, but this was a case of the result not fitting the process. And when all said and done, this was not a good fade. Yes. Uh, luckily, when, when you put him through as you, as you fade, I was... I agreed with you because it, it just he's not been too hot and going up against the Saints D was, was never going to be a, a good thing. Uh, unfortunately, I had to stick him in a couple of my lineups, but I'm so glad I did because he actually <laughs> he got me through to one semi-final. So, uh, yeah, that was huge. All right, and who are you fading this week? Uh, I'm choosing Scary Terry this week, Terry McLaurin. He hasn't had some great games. He's looking to bounce back after seeing season-low scorelines against the Steelers and the Niners. Before those two games, he'd only had one game where he got below 50 yards and he ended up getting two games below 50 yards in the last two weeks. But what is notable about these games is that Antonio Gibson was injured against the Steelers quite early on and then obviously he wasn't there against the Niners. And this brought in J.D. McKissick. And McKissick, as we know, can line up at the running back, he can line up at the wide receiver. And as a result, McKissick saw double-digit targets in the Pittsburgh game and he ended up splitting the carries with Peyton Barber. A couple of weeks ago, I said that McKissick was an issue for Gibson's fantasy value because I chose Gibson as a Friday fade earlier on, uh, and that turned out to be uh, a bust as well. Antonio proved me wrong and kept his spot and did really well in that game. But McKissick has stuck around, and I believe the use as a utility back here will and has affected Scary Terry's game. He is the wide receiver one of the offense, and it would look to it would make sense to keep the deep threat covered and stop his game. With Nikizic providing a safe pair of hands at a slot receiver position and pass catching running back, it makes sense to avoid the turnovers by making the short passes to get the first down, especially if you haven't got a runner like Gibson who can get those first downs in the ground game. So I think that kind of affects McLaurin's game as well. They're looking just to keep the ball, grind it out, make the passes where they need to make them. McLaurin's also suffering from an ankle injury as well that he seems to have had been struggling with since the Thanksgiving game. There's been multiple limited practices, including this week, and it could be affecting his sharpness and run routes as well. So that, that's a big, big issue. Not only that, but he comes up against the Seahawks. And we talked about them earlier on, about their strengthening at conceding fantasy points to the wide receiver. They're finding the defensive form at the right time. And as you said before, they're getting stronger and stronger. It's a current recurring theme. That gap is getting narrower and narrower. And the reason that's happening is because they haven't conceded a touchdown to a wide receiver in the past five games. And they've conceded the second lowest yardage to the position in the last four games. So McLaurin is coming up against a team in form. And when you've got an out-of-form player coming up against an informed defense, it doesn't look like it's going to end well. So to sum up, injuries, offensive arrangements, and an informed opposition are the reasons that Scary Terry don't look as scary as he has done. So he is my Friday fade. Nice. Good work. Uh, I'll uh, be keeping an eye on that one. Right, Rush Nation. That wraps up our second postseason edition of Fast Action Friday. Good luck to all people who are still in the title fight. Keep an eye out for the tweets and uh, from Fire Rider Rush and about podcasts and the articles on the site as well, especially Murph's midweek special podcast about the state of play this year. You can find me on at 5 Yard Rob and Pitsy on at Pitsy NFL. And as usual, the website is 5yardrush.co.uk. And until next time, keep rushing. a long, healthy life 
if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.